You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're listening to episode 227 of the Blended Family Podcast, and this is my Father's Day special, and I hope you don't mind the nice, soothing music in the background. I was sitting here working, and I had it on, and I... I felt that it was very calming, and so I hope that you like it. So I have two interviews for you today. The first is a children's book author, and the second is going to be a blogger for stepdads, and I'm going to get to that soon, but I just wanted to talk to you guys for a minute uh, to talk about Father's Day and what it means, because dads and stepdads have such a special role. They offer protection, guidance, playfulness, and so much more, and so much different energy really than moms have. I used to get so upset because the kids would always want to be with their dad or their stepdad because they were just more fun than me. You know, I was the disciplinarian, and I was the rule setter, and the one that would always have to say, do your homework and clean up that mess, but the dads were fun, and I just knew that I couldn't be fun like them, no matter how hard I try. And I appreciate them so much because they offer so much to the children that I can't, of course, because I have some different things that I offer. But I think that I can speak for everybody when I say that the world needs dads and stepdads, men who really care about children and care, especially in the blended family unit, that will step up to the plate, stepdads, and raise somebody else's child that is not your own and have to step aside sometimes when you know that it's not your place. It's really a tough, challenging role, definitely. And what I like lately is I see more and more bio dads and stepdads getting along, as in the case of the first guest that you're going to hear today. And I think that that's absolutely beautiful. And I know that there's been things posted in the Facebook group. By the way, if you want to join the group over in Facebook, it's a wonderful community. You can find us at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. But people have posted some really positive things in there that I've seen before. And I want to keep that going because I think that it's important to note that there are a lot of blended families that have sets of parents that do really get along. And when this can happen, when this can be achieved, and I know that it can't always, but when it can, the kids really thrive in that kind of environment. And I also noticed that men are getting a lot more involved in kids' lives than back when I was young. Back in my generation, you know, a lot of dads just went out to work. And back then, there were a lot more stay-at-home moms, of course. And moms were doing a lot of the stuff with the kids, right? The homework, the laundry, all that kind of stuff. But lately I've been noticed that dads are really, really getting in there, not just with coaching, but with doing all of the things that women used to be expected to do back in the day that men are now doing. And not only they're doing it, they're not just doing it to help their wives, they're doing it because they enjoy it and because they should and because kids love it. 
So it's just really amazing what I see happening in blended families. So I just wanted to have this special show for my dads and stepdads today. And if you are a lady listening, you can maybe share this with your partner or a friend. But to my dads and stepdads, I honor you and I thank you for the job that you do every day because it really means a lot to all of us. I know that I couldn't live without my husband, Sean. He's amazing around this house. He does so much for me and so much for the kids. You know, he handles some conversations that maybe I'm not ready to have. He does a lot of things sometimes behind my back so that I don't have to be stressed out about it. He takes care of stuff. I shouldn't say behind my back, but he takes care of things for me so that I don't have to worry. And so uh, happy Father's Day to all of you. Happy Father's Day to my husband. I respect all of you so much. And rest in peace to my dad who passed away years ago, but I miss every day very much. I love you all so much. Enjoy today's show. With me today is Jeff Cairo, and Jeff was a busy workaholic in sales when he met his wife six years ago when her daughter was only three. They built a strong bond over the years, and she officially became his stepdaughter four years ago. The journey had been so amazing that Jeff felt he needed to write a book documenting it, and today he's here to talk with us about his journey as being a stepdad and about the book. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Melissa? Yeah, of course. So we're going to talk about your book in a few minutes, but first I really want the audience to get a chance to know you and who you are. So tell us first a little bit about you and your blended family. So I come from a uh, very hardworking Italian family. Um, You know, I come from a strong, you know, strong mom, strong dad, you know, I don't want to say the word normal family, but, you know, everyday family. Um, And, you know, I, I, my dad had a very strong work ethic. He passed away about going on 12 years ago now. Um, so once that happened, I just, I just really delve into like the work, work world. And I just, you know, I'm in sales. So, and he was in sales. So I just spent a lot of time working and working and working and working. And, you know, I went and dating a few women here and there, you know, a couple of relationships here and there, but nothing really serious because, you know, I was, I was focusing on myself at the time, you know, uh, that, that was what, that was my goals were. As I progressed into, you know, slowing down a little bit, um, I met my wife. Um, I met her by chance, actually. We were at a Christmas party, and so somebody introduced us, and uh, we started talking. And you know, I, she told me she had a daughter, which you know I wasn't, I was okay with. I understand I me; mean, I was in my late thirties, so I understand that's going to be more of the norm if you're looking to get into a relationship at that age. Um, you know, she was very proud of her daughter. I remember she showed me pictures of her, and I said, "Oh, she was cute, whatever." And that was it. Um, then we went into a couple months went by. Then we kind of got, uh, connected again um, after the holidays, and we started dating. Um, but she, I didn't meet her, my stepdaughter, until about three or four months later. I think it was it was more important that you know we make sure our relationship was first me and my wife before she starts introducing you know her stepdaughter to another gentleman. Um, and then you know I remember the first day I met her. I walked into the house and this little blonde little girl walked up to me. She says, hi. She goes, my name is Emma. I was like, wow, she's like three years old. She's talking like she's like an adult already. I said, oh boy. So uh, immediately, immediately I took to her very well. Um, you know, we started bonding, started doing a lot of stuff. And, you know, my wife was a great mother to her. She was very, very well, very well put together uh, for you know, even just being a three-year-old, four-year-old little girl. You know, she, she was very, very smart. 
So um, as we progressed, you know, the relationship, you know, I would start staying over here and there and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, I would then all of a sudden I would start putting her to bed and, you know, and uh, one day she told me um, my wife had to go away on a trip. It's actually, this scene's actually in the book. The book is pretty much from experience. Um, she looked at me, she says, you know, Jeff, I love you. And I, I'll never forget it. You know, my heart just absolutely melted that day. And I knew, I knew that this was really what, you know, I really wanted in my life was I wanted, I wanted a child, you know, coming from Italians, you know, with everybody's family. So, you know, so uh, fast forward, you know, as we kind of progressed to, to getting close to, you know, I did propose to my wife, um, you know, then we had the conversation with my daughter because saying, you know, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna, Jeff's gonna marry me and you. Um, and she, understood that but she does have a father a biological father um the relationship with him is is equally as good as it is with us between me and her um you know she, she sees him every other weekend like the traditional you know uh, uh, uh family um and you know she didn't at that young of an age i really kind of felt that you know she, it was too young to have the discussion of sides you know what i mean you when you have a kid that young and you know she's only six at the time we get married you know, she needs to know everybody loves her. I wasn't, I wasn't there to replace her father. I just wanted to be an additional support to her. Um, and, you know, and, and that's how we played it. And that's how it was. And, you know, her father on his side understood it. And, you know, he has children of his own from, you know, another, another spouse. Um, so I try to keep this real blended family that, you know, there's no sides, there's no this, that, and the other. I do realize that she gets older and grow, you know, and grows up the term, you know, she's someday going to say, well, you're not my daddy when I try to you know, uh, something like that is going to come as you try to reprimand her stuff. But that's those words that never come out of her mouth. She sees us as one. You know, she sees she's here with Jeff, which is me. And we spend all our time together. And when she goes with him, she spends the time with him. We try to, we you know, we all race together. So that was kind of reason why I had the book, um, because, you know, me and my wife discussed, you know, maybe we have our own biological children of our own. And uh, it just it just wasn't in the cards for us. You know, we're a little bit older. We just that's a it's a big thing to, to re, you know, go back and start with a baby, especially with busy schedules. And it just wasn't in the cards for us. And then, you know, one day I was, uh, it just hit me. I said, you know what? I need to write a book. Because my daughter was, she started, she started to read to me one night. And it just clicked right when she was reading a, something, some sentence she said, I can't remember what it was. But I said to myself, wow, I should write a book to tell people how wonderful the journey is about having a blended family. Because there's a lot of stigma with it. There's a lot of people who are afraid to, you know, take on, you know, is the kid going to love me? And, you know, am I going to be able to reprimand them? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be issues on the other side? Is her, their real biological parent going to interfere with our lives? And is they going to like, you know, say you can't tell my kid what to do and all that kind of stuff. And yes, that does happen a lot out there. But the purpose of my book was to let children you know, children and adults, it's a children's book. But I mean, when the parent reads it, when an adult reads the book, you get it. As an adult, you get to say, wow, this is really important that the children should really, really, really know um, that it's okay to have multiple sides, two sides to, to a family. And everybody should just love everybody. And there should be no, uh, no, no uh, deviation from anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a beautiful story and it sounds like what you have a beautiful blended family that is really working very well together. And we all know that that isn't always the case. You're actually very lucky to have what you have because all the families that I deal with, many of them struggle in the area that you are not struggling in. And right. so that's wonderful that you wrote a book and that you did this and that you're having a great situation. And also um, just going by what you said. So you you met her when she was only three. Cause I know you right. said one day, one day she's going to do that. 
you're not my dad thing. But you know what? Um, in a case like yours, where you meet them so young, generally, I find that that most of the time doesn't happen. So like in my situation, my youngest was only three when she met my my current husband. And my older one was six. And they never ever said that to him. And they have their biological dad and they have him and they get along with both and they both discipline them. And they never have said that to him because they don't remember a time when he wasn't there. And that's probably your stepdaughter probably will hardly, she's nine now. Nine. Yep. Yeah. So she probably doesn't even remember. It's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, so you get along well with her dad too. Yeah. So we, yeah. So the, the funny part, so it's, so we get along so well that I'm, I'm going to tell you this, this quick little story that it's, when people, they couldn't believe it actually happened. So, so yeah, so we actually got along. My daughter actually, um, you know, she took over my name. She has my name and his name. She has both of our names and he was actually okay with that, which a lot of uh, parents would be like, no, that's my kids. My name was, so he was yeah. actually accepting us having both. She has both of our names. And last year before all this pandemic happened, she had a father daughter dance. Now I, you know, again, that's her biological father. I don't want to stand in anybody's way. I do my thing. He does his thing. So I said, you know, I said, you could, you know, take, take her to the father daughter dance. That's your father. And he actually called me and says, no, I think we should both take her to the father daughter dance. So me and him both took her to the father and daughter dance. There's pictures of all of us too. So yeah, it was actually a good time. I think it was very special for my daughter to see that it's okay. And everybody that saw us there, they know everybody, all the people in school know the story of this uh, that I wrote, um, but they see it when you see it in person, you see uh, two of us talking and commingling together. I think it's very, very important. Like that's how it you know, should be. It, it really is. It should be. And, you know, it's a funny thing. Um, I find in my line of work that men usually get along just a little bit easier than women can. You know, when it's a bio mom and a stepmom, they generally have yeah. some more issues. But it also comes up a lot with men because men have another element that people don't realize is that men naturally are just very competitive people. And that can come out when it comes to being a bio dad and a stepdad. And the fact that he did that, I mean, I, hell, I'd love to have you both on the show. That's pretty amazing because he not only did he allow her to take also your last name, but also including you in something like that where he doesn't have to. So kudos to both of you. I really want to recognize that, especially on this week of Father's Day, because um, it's very, very rare. It's very rare. And so you may be, the two of you should do some kind of project um, on, on how you get something like that to go so well. And I tell you what, your stepdaughter is very lucky and she's going to grow up very lucky knowing that she's got, you know, or not lucky, right? When she starts to date and she's got two right. dads that are that, that come to the door with a shotgun. Right. Oh my goodness. So tell me, um, Jeff, is there anything that you struggle with as a stepdad? Um, no, uh, no, not really. I mean, you know, I used to get along very well. You know, she's, she's very, she loves her mommy, you know, mommy, mommy, mommy. She loves her mommy more than anything too. So, she uh she likes to push the buttons so i mean and that's just i think as she's getting older because she's so smart and there's two two different families so you know when you have a simple mom and dad family brother sister that's fine but you know she has us and our dynamics and then she goes over there and her dynamics so she's i think she tries to push the envelope as much as she can to see what she can get away with and what you know what she can do as a as a, as a growing uh, child so but uh, that's really it no no everything else is, is pretty good you know we have uh we in this house, we have a lot of structure and we, I believe that you need to have a lot of structure. 
especially, I mean, you know, I feel bad. The kids just went through this whole pandemic and they were homeschooling. Um, but, you know, she had a structure and she did well with it. And, you know, she was here most of the time um, during all that. And, you know, she saw her dad here and there too. But I think the biggest struggle that we will have going forward with her is uh, going to be very minimal, very minimal. Yeah, as a stepdad, I, I like you said, I, I, I refer to her as my daughter right now. So I treat her like my daughter. So I'll just have the same struggles I'll have as a normal father would have with his child. So just, just Yes. And just to let you know, Jeff, because you're approaching what I call the ugly years, you know, right around the time, like around, it's really around 12, but it can happen. It can happen at nine to 12 with girls where, um, yeah, the, the pushing of the buttons is going to become, it can become a lot, but you know what? Uh, I think that she, since she's the only child at your house, that sometimes does help a little bit with that, but that's just normal. And you're, you're about to approach into it. So, so let's talk about the book a little bit. Um, I actually got a copy of the book and I read it and I love the story. And you already explained that the story did really parallel kind of your, your story with her. So why don't you just like really quick, like not, not long, cause we want people to read the book, but really quick, just describe the storyline of the book. So the storyline is uh, real quick. It's about a gentleman who was, uh, who was an entrepreneur, um, workaholic, same type of thing, who got out of being in sales. Um, he opened up a little sweet shop um, uh, to, uh, to make bakery goods or whatever have you. And, you know, again, he met, you met his stepdaughter, data started dating the woman, met the stepdaughter and their relationship kind of grew. Um, but along the line, you know, some of the things, because the reason why I call the recipe of a stepdad is because there's certain ingredients that to be a stepdad, you need to have these ingredients. Um, and if you read the book, it's kind of like, it's almost like a, almost like a motivational, inspirational of the three lessons of life that he kind of teaches her that she has to carry on at the end. Um, and you know, and, and it's, it's pretty much parallels exactly our story. Um, and that was probably why it was so easy for me to write. Um, and then it kind of gets into the, you know, the, where the, my daughter is like, well, you know, well, daddy still love me. Is it okay if I have two fathers? Is that okay? You know what I mean? It shows when, you know, she hugs me for the first time and, you know, I melt and then, you know, it shows me being, you know, kind of the everyday there, all the dime with her and showing that I'm just a supporter in life. I'm not trying to replace anybody to the right end when she, you know, she finally makes, you know, the, the final, uh, the final uh, letter to, to Joe at the end that uh, I don't want to give it away too much, but yeah. it gives away uh, that he knows that, that life is going to be great as they move forward from, you know, marriage. Well, our personal uh, stories are always the best stories, I think. And so the book was very, very sweet. And I love that there's a dad that wrote a book because usually that doesn't always happen, especially children's books. And it's just a very sweet story. And I think for the listeners, I think um, it's really helpful. I think children's books in general are really helpful about blended families because it's very confusing for them. And it's just as confusing for us adults. How do we not expect it to be confusing for them? And they need, there needs to be more books. Um, and this is good because there are so many out there, but I've never seen one like this, like a just strictly stepdad book. Um, and I think it's just beautiful. So where can people find the book? They can find it on Amazon, uh, and they can also find it at my webpage, uh, recipeofastepdad.com. Okay, perfect. And I'm going to put the links in the show notes for the listeners so you guys can go grab that book. Jeff, what's next for you? Um, probably my thought was to kind of write maybe a series about this. 
you know, maybe like the next step, you know, uh, you know, maybe we get a, you know, there's another child that becomes in that Emma has to deal with another child, a sibling, you know, I was going to call it maybe recipe of a sibling or something like that, something silly like that, but maybe how she deals with that dynamic that we have, you know, me and my wife have our own child and she's there too, because that's another difficult thing for children. If there's another sibling that comes along when they're the only child for a long time, I have thought about writing i haven't really sat down and done that but that was that was one of the ideas that i had or possibly writing a, a full-blown adult version of step parenting um i'm not sure I, i'm kind of tossed between the two well it sounds it sounds wonderful and i hope that your story with your blended family continues into something beautiful like it already is um i really enjoyed having you on the show today do you have any special plans for father's day um, no, usually what we do is, uh, we, I have my own special day. We celebrate stuff and then her father, she goes with her father and he has his own special day. So that's usually what we've been doing for the last five years. So we all have our, I have my day when we do everything and then she has his own day. So that's, Good. That's well, I hope that you have a beautiful father's day and I thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you do end up finishing your series or writing another book, you'll have to get back in touch and come back on and see us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for having me. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Jeff. And so now we're on to the next. And I just wanted to let you know, you're going to hear this guest talking about an infographic that he created. And I just wanted to let you know that if you go to the website, you can find that on this very post. And if you want the quick link for that, it's going to be blendedfamilypodcast.com slash stepdad. So enjoy the rest of the show. I'm so happy to have Gerardo Campbell here today. He's a stepfather veteran of 16 plus years. And back in 1995, there were little, if any, resources, information, or coaching available for stepfathers. So he became a stepfather equipped with the very best intentions combined with his own perceptions, expectations, and very little outside preparation. Reflecting back, he understands why his marriage ended in divorce, but now through his website, he wants to share with you his experience, his lessons learned, and the lessons that he's learned from others. So welcome to the show, Gerardo. Thank you, Melissa. So before we get started, I guess, why don't you just share a little bit about yourself? I know from your intro, I said you are a stepdad, or you, but tell us a little bit about your situation. Sure. Um, I, I met my wife-to-be, I think, in 1994. And uh, once we started to get serious, et cetera, she had two children at the time. And um, we just recognized the need for me to kind of uh, start, start building a relationship with her kids who were 10 and 14 at the time. So we started to do that. Um, we actually participated in um, some family therapy sessions uh, just to help with the bonding process, et cetera. And then uh, she was going to school at the time. And so for them to get a feel for me as a person and me for feel for them, I would uh, babysit the kids when she was attending classes. Wow. So yeah. um, so tell me, take us through uh, what happened next with, because I know, tell us, was it difficult? Uh, because I know you said there weren't a lot of resources. So how did you manage it there at the beginning of the, of the marriage? 
Well, uh, sadly, I, I look back at this as kind of shameful, but uh, I really thought I used to be in the Air Force. I was a commissioned officer and actually felt that my experience as an officer, you know, leading uh, the Air Force airmen would, would prepare me to be a leader. <laughs> <laughs> but I was sadly mistaken. And actually, you know, there's some similarities, but, you know, you're not going to get the same kind of rapid obedience you get like, uh, uh, you know, in the military. Um, one uh, thing I did that I recognized, I just felt like I needed to do this, is to to reach out to the kid's biological father. And I ended up writing him a letter, letting him know, you know, my intentions on uh, marrying uh, uh, my wife or soon-to-be wife and that uh, uh, I wasn't there trying to replace him, basically trying to put him at ease. And he eventually, you know, wanted to meet with me to talk, et cetera. And I felt that really helped a lot because one of the things you'll find, and I'm sure you've seen it maybe as a stepmom, is that kids struggle with divided loyalties, feeling like they're hurting their biological parent by having a relationship with the step parent. And for the step parent to build a relationship with the uh, biological parent, I think that reduces, if not takes it away altogether, because kids, I think, have a lot of room for love. And they, and they can love both the uh, step parent as well as the biological parent, as long as they feel like there's a, a positive rapport or relationship between the two adults involved. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's extremely important to work together with the other parents so that the kids know that there's no competition because truly that's when things really start to get difficult. I understand exactly what you mean. So what do you think is the biggest lesson that you learned as a stepdad? Um, hmm, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I, I think the thing I learned, um, one, that there's kind of like an initial honeymoon period uh, like when we first got married, uh, the kids, you know, they, they had a uh, joint custody of the children. And so, uh, there would be, you know, that we wouldn't have the kids all the time, but that, uh, uh, there's kind of like this honeymoon period <laughs> where, where everything seems to be going well. And then for some re mysterious reason, things kind of wear off and then you get the, uh, I don't know, relationship challenges. Fortunately, you know, they weren't serious for me. And then I, I think one thing I took from the military, we used to say when you come into a new situation or an environment, uh, you just observe, right? And that uh, you don't go in to look to change things or, you know, or in this case, become the disciplinarian. Uh, we used to say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And Whereas I might have seen some things that, well, I wouldn't have did it that way. You know, you kind of hold your peace and just watch and observe because each family has their own unique traditions. And so you kind of respect those and just takes things in. I think, I, you know, looking back, I feel like uh, things uh, went fairly smoothly. I don't really feel like there was any serious major conflicts or anything like that. Well, that's good. So tell me why you created the website and actually when, when did you do it? Did you do it after your divorce? Did you do it during your marriage? Um, and just tell us about the inception of the, of the website. Oh, okay. 
Um, it's funny because I attended a class um, to learn how to build a website, actually in support of my wife. She was taking some classes. I don't know if you've heard of him, T. Harbecker. Uh, no. But this her class was called Click and Grow Rich. And mm-hmm. so the whole thing, it was a week-long class, and the goal was to have a website that's making money for you at the end of the week. It was a pretty neat class. So uh, from my time, I was stationed in Germany before I was living in California as a civilian. And um, I had totally intended on building a website on beer stein collecting because I really got into that in Germany, loved it, et cetera. And, uh, but the, the minute I stepped in the class, something told me to do it on um, step parenting, stepdad. And so I was still married at the time. And one of the things I found out early on doing research, et cetera, that the divorce rate at the time for uh, blended families was nearly 70%. And I thought, boy, that, that was just amazing, you know, uh, not knowing that in the future I'd become a similar statistic. But at the time, I just felt the need to want to make a difference in that regard. I had learned enough then uh, because I'd started this site in 2011. We were married in 1995 that I felt like I could make a positive difference in helping to uh, reverse that statistic. Yeah. And so the website is called support for stepdads, but I will point out that it's not, I I went through it and you've got some great information on there and it's not all just for stepdads. So I want to say that um, there are articles there, even for women, for moms um, and for bio dads, there's just a lot of great information on there. In fact, uh, one of the articles that I was drawn to right away was in the finance section called four ways to teach kids financial literacy because, of course, that's the other business that we do is we have a finance company. And I think that that's so important. So I see that you've got financial tips, you've got inspirational stuff, poetry, humor, self-improvement. I mean, you name it, any topic is there. And so I love that. But of course, I want to just zoom in a little bit on stepdads today because it is basically called support for stepdads. So do you feel that stepdads in general have a tough role in a blended family? And if yes, why? That's an excellent question there. Um, Yeah, it's funny because I I, I put together an infographic and and basically I came to the conclusion that women really have a tougher role as compared to their male counterparts just by virtue of the contact time. Typically, a dad might have, a biological dad might have less custody than the biological mom. And so uh, it's just more, less time for a mom really to establish positive relationships with her stepkids. And then I think there's more of the uh, uh, loyalty issues between a mom and and her kids uh, combined with the stepmom. So Whereas a stepdad, I mean, they they do they also have challenging roles. I think sometimes us men want to come in there and take charge and become the disciplinarian, et cetera. And those things just don't go well, you know. And uh, a person needs to come in a blended family relationship with uh, a lot of patience, uh, maturity, just watching things, seeing things, et cetera. And then, like I mentioned before, probably while you're still dating, once you decide, okay, you want to get married or you're getting serious, 
does begin developing a relationship with your future stepkids. And I think that should happen before you're married, not, not afterwards. And I think that's probably one of the things that might contribute to the uh, divorce rate is, uh, you know, uh, people get married and thinking that, you know, uh, they say love conquers all, but love isn't enough <laughs> in a blended family. You need to go in and with your eyes open, I would say to have low expectations because they say anywhere from up to seven years really to for a blended family to really bond and gel. That's right. Seven is the magic number always. I know I've said that before. I want to talk a little bit, uh, since you're a stepdad, about the competition aspect, because I think that's one of the things, you know, I know women have their own struggles too. And you are totally right with your infographic, by the way, that yes, um, the the worst, I shouldn't say the worst, let me rephrase. (laughs) The most difficult role in the blended family is actually the stepmom. And you know, for, for different reasons. But yeah, with dads, it's a competitive role, I think, sometimes even can be even more so than women. Women compete in different ways, but men are just used to being competitive with one another. So I want to know, yeah. did that come up for you and with the bio dad in your life? Did you ever feel there was an element of competition there? Or do you see that in your line of work? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I think... Um, uh, one of the things I did early on uh, during just our courtship, I think I mentioned this, was just reaching out to the biological dad, writing him a letter, just letting him know it wasn't my goal to try to replace him and that uh, I'd like really the three of us to partner in terms of raising their kids into healthy adults. And that went a long way with uh, the bio dad. Uh, he ended up uh, wanting to meet with me, et cetera. Now, I will say down the road, though, there was some things, especially after we're married, where some things where um, there was kind of like lifestyle clashes. Um, you know, my wife and I were married, stable, et cetera. Uh, he's a bachelor, et cetera. And just things associated with bachelorhood and, and dating, et cetera, just things that the kids, uh, it was almost like night and day, the two households. Mm that presented a challenge. And I wouldn't call it competition, et cetera. I do, I've heard of instances where people try to buy affection, et cetera. But uh, in the end, you know, what I've seen consistently, the kid is always gonna uh, ally, you know, their strongest alliances with their biological parent. Uh, unless the dad, the bio dad's a total jerk. <laughs> that's, that's the case. Yeah. 90% of the time. So it's not worth trying to com- compete. I think for uh, uh, to be a consistent, you know, be a, a person of integrity, do the things you say you're going to do. Because that was one of the things I think my stepkids struggled with was, you know, their dad, uh, he would cancel visits pretty frequently, et cetera. And, um, you know, I just, I think he kind of took, I believe the relationship for granted, you know, and yeah. uh, definitely made a point not to disparage him, et cetera. You know, I think the kids uh, made their own conclusions based on his behavior. 
And they always do. But I love that you took the first step there to reach out and to say that because I see a lot of women doing that sometimes too. And it's not always well received. And you know what? You can't always control whether it is well received, but you making that first initial step saying, I don't want to have a situation here and I'm not trying to replace you really kind of just stops the competition right there. So that was really good that you did that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great step. Yeah. So on your website, you please tell us, I know you have an ebook that you can get uh, called yes. what it takes to be a stepdad. Tell us about that. Okay. Um, it, it's just a summary of uh, information that I felt was important for someone contemplating being a stepdad, et cetera. Uh, what kind of areas they need to prepare in uh, to be, become a stepdad, uh, I guess, emotionally, financially, uh, yeah, that, that kind of it's a short ebook, but I think it's very helpful and it's a start. I will say I'm introducing another uh, ebook within the next month uh, called "What It Takes to Be a Great Stepdad," and so that book will be available for sale on the website uh, within the next month. Okay, that's great. But for now, listeners, you can go to the website and you can get that ebook for free. And Gerardo, yes. can you tell us the website again? Yeah, the website is supportforstepdads.com. Uh, you can also use uh, replace the four for with the number four, and it's also you can reach it by support for stepfathers, uh, supportforstepdads.com. Um, we also have. A Oh, going ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. I'm uh, just going to say we, we have a presence on Facebook called Resources for Stepdads. Uh, we have a number of excellent videos on YouTube uh, for support for stepdads. And we have a presence on Twitter as well as Instagram and Pinterest. Yes, I did see that. So I was going to let everybody know. I actually have all of those links in the show notes for you listeners. But if you can't or you want one place to, to have it all, just go straight to the website, I should say. And you'll see all of the links right there as well or just get to them from here in the show notes. Is there anything else you want us to know about your amazing website? Um, no, really proud of it. Um, like I said, we started it back in 2011. And, um, you know, it's just amazing how it's grown. But now we have over, like, I think 2,300 blogs and counting. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I, if someone had told me I'd be running a blog for, uh, I, I would have said, no, I don't think so. But uh, it's really something I've become quite proud of. And I think the thing that makes it extra special is the people that reach out that want to contribute to it. So if any of your listeners are interested, uh, there's a part on the website called Write For Us, and uh, we'd welcome your ideas and inputs. That's amazing. And you know what? You should be very proud of that website because it's got everything on there. I really encourage the listeners to check it out. Gerardo, what is next for you? Uh, what is next? Um, this is a project that I've kind of put on the back burner, but I said, you know, I really need to make it happen. And it's where they say, if it is to be, it's going to be up to me. Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, uh, they started a day for stepmothers. And I thought to myself, well, gosh, why not do a similar thing for stepdads? And, you know, years have gone by and nothing yet. 
So I thought, well, how would I go about doing this? So I, I drafted a letter that a person maybe would send to their congressman, their representative, et cetera. So my next big project is to start a stepfather's day. Um, and I, I plan on having information available on the website. I'll probably send some to you too, uh, because I just feel like um, we need a day to recognize the stepdads the same way we recognize stepmoms. This is amazing. Do you know, I just found out about the whole, believe it or not, even though I've been doing this podcast for five years, I just recently found out last year that there is a day just for stepmoms. And we just had this discussion about a year ago on the podcast about how there isn't a stepfather's day and why isn't there a stepfather's day. So that is so incredible that you are going to make that happen because there really needs to be. Stepdads are so important. Oh my goodness, they are so important. Mm. And so I'm so glad. Wow, that's amazing. So what are you doing for Father's Day? Uh, Father's Day. So um, my son, um, well, I have to say um, one thing, and and it's a kind of point, a sore point for me is uh, since our divorce, uh, the relationship with the stepchildren has kind of fell by the wayside. I take responsibility for that because it just kind of, it is what it is, but I hope to address that in the future. And uh, my, I have a, we have a biological son. Uh, he's actually a cadet at West Point and he just finished his first year there. And so I hope to hear from him on Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. And so if I could just ask you one last important question, which is what is your advice for any stepdads or even dads listening today to the show? What's one last piece of advice you'd like to leave them with? Um, this is something my uh, f- former father-in-law shared with me. And it was just, to me, it was like enlightening. Uh, he told me that kids are just like people. If that, you know, I don't want to make it sound simplistic, but that they're little people and and that they have wants, desires, et cetera, and to treat them as such. They just doesn't have the same amount of experience that we as adults have. And I just thought that was so profound because I think I grew up in a kids are seen, not heard type household. Mm. So recognizing that kids are people, et cetera, you know, and should be treated as such, that was very profound. I, I think uh, despite, you know, me divorcing the biological mom, uh, that uh, I, I want to think my uh, stepchildren would have positive things to say about, you know, how I treated them as a uh, stepdad, et cetera. Because that's not always the case, sadly, for uh, some stepdads. You're absolutely right. And that was wonderful advice. I love that advice. It's so important. And I really want to thank you for the work that you do, for the wonderful blog that you have. I hope that you keep it up. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Well, I appreciate it, Melissa. I I really am grateful for the opportunity you've given me to just kind of spread the word on it. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative and welcome that. And like I say, expect something within the next uh, couple of months regarding uh, establishment of a day for stepdads. That's wonderful. And you'll have to let us know when that happens so we can Absolutely. announce it on the show. Happy Father's Day to you. All right. Thank you, Melissa. 
You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.